Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. By the way, I love hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business. Send me an email, gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's stories, for small business owners and entrepreneurs to consider the most in-demand jobs in America and how to politely get rid of your paying patrons when it's closing time. And we're sponsored in part today by GEICO. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. GEICO has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. Well, here's something for those of you about to enter college or otherwise looking for a career path. In his new report on the most in-demand jobs, CareerCast found that many of the professions with the brightest outlook are in the healthcare field. Details from Kyle Kensing, online content editor at CareerCast. Kyle, what'd you look at? So we looked at uh, basically over our 200 jobs for the jobs rated report, which came out in April. Uh, we looked at the jobs with the highest growth percentage outlook. And now these aren't necessarily the jobs with the highest percentage, although they all rank in the top 20 of those jobs. But they're also high growth outlook percentage, as well as a high number of actual job uh, positions. So something like a statistician, for example, didn't make this list despite having an outlook of about 38% because that translates to about 3,000 new jobs over the next decade. These are jobs with tens of thousands of expected openings here to come in the, in the years to come. So these are jobs where there's going to be not just abundant opportunity within the field, but abundant opportunity in general. And it kind of spans a wide range of uh, different disciplines, different levels of schooling, and different salary ranges as well. Mm. All right, so uh, health-related and tech it seems to be uh, the theme, right? Yes, health-related definitely dominates here. Uh, home health aid is actually number one in terms of the uh, uh, listings here for the, for the coming years. And within our own database of jobs at CareerCast.com, there's actually home health aid is second only to nurse practitioner, which also made this list. So these are jobs that are expected to grow, not just in the years to come, but have abundant opportunity right now as well. Mm. Uh, not to get too much into the weeds, but uh, this home health aid, uh, is that typically somebody who's working independently on their own, or is that uh, they're usually working for somebody who provides this service? A lot of times those are uh, employees of a service, and these are becoming increasingly popular, hence the uh, expected boom here in the coming years. Uh, because it's more affordable for people to have somebody come into the home as, as opposed to going out to uh, to a facility, especially for older people who are still active. But, you know, it can be difficult for them maybe to get a ride somewhere. Uh, home health aides can also be great for, let's say, children with busy parents. Uh, if there's a minor injury, you know, to come and, and help with that. And kind of to that same end, as far as children go, occupational therapists made this list. And that's a, uh, a career that uh, there's growing opportunity in working with children to help them develop skill sets before they go to school, uh, whether it's kids who maybe are on the autism spectrum or who just need some, uh, some extra little assistance. Uh, for example, in the state of California, you can get occupational therapy uh, for children three and under for free through the state. So that's kind of a growing opportunity and showing up here on this report. You know, it's interesting because I always think of occupational therapy and I think of uh, Americans living longer and longer thanks to medicine, but... You're right. There's this push for early intervention with children, too. So I guess there's opportunities on both ends of the age spectrum, it seems. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And the same is kind of true for uh, physical therapy as well, where this is growing in part because of the baby boomer generation and people are staying active longer. But there's also physical therapy is great for preventative care for minor injuries for younger people as well. Uh, if you're an active teenager, let's say, who is injured playing sports, you know, physical therapy is a uh, growing and improving way to get back uh, and get to 100% quicker than ever before. Thanks, Kyle. Kyle Kensing, online content editor at CareerCast.com. Coming up next, getting your big spenders to leave at closing time. You don't often find the words business and friendly in the same sentence, let alone the same state, unless, of course, you're talking about Michigan. Michigan's business-friendly practices help to become a leader in industries that range from agribusiness and cybersecurity to aerospace and defense. In fact, Michigan is ranked among the top 10 states for major new and expanded facilities, which makes Michigan more than business-friendly. It makes Michigan business-smart. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org, because helping business grow is pure Michigan. What do you do when it's closing time at your store or restaurant, yet the big spenders are still lingering? When customers drop big bucks at an establishment, some business owners have developed creative ways to ease them out the door. Here's Wall Street Journal columnist Ann Cadet. And what's one of those creative ways? One tactic that's pretty common is turning up the lights very gradually, maybe a half an hour before closing time because when you're you know kind of tipsy and you're having a good time and it's dim everything looks great and a couple you know club and bar owners told me you start to turn the lights on and people don't like the way that they look they don't like the way the person they were flirting with looks and they just want to get out the door where it's going to be darker again and everyone looks a little bit more attractive that's funny. Uh, so you mentioned this the, the one bar or restaurant owner who uses these hand signals, right? One of the DJ, and then there's like a, a whipping motion, and then the throat slash. What, what is all that about? Yeah, he, he, he said it's a little like um, when you're signaling to the third baseman in a, in a baseball game. You never want to let customers know directly that you're shutting things down. It also seems like it's kind of like happening by itself, so nobody feels like they're being kicked out. So he invented these elaborate hand gestures that he uses to tell the DJ um, to start slowing the music down and turning on the lights, to tell the waiters to drop the checks at the tables, to tell the bartender you know, to slow the service down, because um, you never want to make people feel like they're being pushed out. Um, I talked to one guy who owns an, an auction house, and when people come to exhibits, instead of telling people at the end of the afternoon, hey, you have to get out so we can go home to our kids, he'll kind of yell across the room, hey, Abe, um, have we turned off the security system yet? So people, it's a way to let oh. people know that it's time to go without actually telling them to leave. It's funny. We're speaking with Wall Street Journal reporter, or columnist rather, and cadet. She's written a piece called The Art of Getting Pat- uh, Patrons to Exit Gracefully. Um, I guess a couple of the reasons here that you need patrons to leave. One, you could be in violation of a local ordinance, I guess. And two, it can be costly if you got to keep staff late, right? I was surprised how much it can cost. Um I talked to one club restaurant owner who said that usually the kitchen will shut down around midnight, and that those are the more expensive employees, and the people who are there afterward, the waiters and the busboys, they mostly work on tips, so it doesn't cost a lot to keep them around. He said it's maybe 150 bucks an hour for every extra hour he stays open after the kitchen closes, but... You know, it really adds up, and he said over over the course of a year, one extra hour a night 
works out to about $30,000 a year. Wow. Um, and then I talked to another guy who books really large concerts in some of New York's biggest, you know, venues, stadiums and that kind of thing. And he said, if you, you know, go have an hour of overtime because a lot of the security folks there and concessionaires might be union labor, you can be paying $10,000 an hour, $20,000 an hour for every hour you go over what you had planned. Wall Street Journal columnist and cadet. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report can be found on our website, which is thismorningwithgordondeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Free publicity for you, inspiration and tips for others, right? Let's talk about your small business. Email me, gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.